everybody, Don Kendrick here with some good news. The good news is that you're only going to hear good news here. I am a repurposed news reporter and I am finally doing the stories that have been burning in my heart for so long. They're stories that uplift, encourage, and inspire. And they are real and they're raw and they're vulnerable. They're the good stuff stories. And we see it over and over again that through it all, through the middle of our biggest challenges, together we can, together we will. Let's go see the good and be the good. On your market set, let's go. Welcome to the Good Stuff family. Joy through the journey series that we're doing. Uh, I swear one becomes better than the next when we end up profiling these people who are really inspiring us by the way they live by example. So I'm going to ask if you don't mind, if you're tuned in here, would you mind to click subscribe if you're watching on YouTube? If you're watching on Facebook, follow, share, like, because we say God weaves, now watch them work. And we're finding that we're, we're, we are in such a trajectory now with this uh, Joy Through the Journey series as we continue to grow the Good Stuff Family Tree 2023. So we'd be super grateful if you would share. Today, I have a story of a fantastic dynamo woman. I love her. Sarah Jane Walsh is her name. She found a way to find hope through a time in her life where it was so hard to even begin to grasp. And how many people can relate to that if you're listening? I'm raising my hand right here. The hard the hard times. We say, uh, this Good Stuff family, we say hope is everything. It is. And it's a lot easier to say hope is everything. Right. But what about those times where we're just asking, really, God, really, where's the hope? Where's the hope? And so that's why I'm so excited to introduce you to Sarah Jane Walsh. She has the Here's Hope Project, but like any other great story, she didn't get to the Here's Hope Project that is inspiring thousands now without her own story. Everybody's got a story, and I love Sarah Jane Walsh. Hi, Sarah Jane. Hi. Hi. So um, I know I found you because you had profiled a very close family um, of mine, Mindy and Doug Lee's kids, Jahee and Jordan Cerner. And I say close family, they are family. I mean, I don't feel more family with them if we had our own blood through our own veins. But I thought, now who is this dynamo with these excellent editing skills? And so this is my first time meeting you face to face, but I felt like I knew your heart and soul before, I just didn't know how awesome your story is. So would you, would you, Sarah, just get us started of, you know, that place that you were in, uh, when in your words, like you told me, you were, you were struggling to even to find words, extreme anxiety, became a hermit, drank and smoked. Take me back to that time. By the way, you're 40 years young, but take yeah. me back to that time. Sure. Um, so it was spring, or yeah, about spring 2015. And, uh, you know, I was just really struggling um, with my relationship. It was kind of a dead end relationship at that time. I was drinking a lot. Um, I was really, really depressed. And then in spring, I lost my job. And that kind of set me over the edge. And 
I'm going to say that I've never actually said this out loud before, um, but I'm going to, going to just go out there and say it. Uh, one of the things I know that you can relate to is one of, so one of the reasons it was so hard for me to lose my job and why that was the kind of the tip of the iceberg that sent me over was one, I identified myself with my job. Everything um, came from that. Any type of self-confidence, self-esteem, validation, everything came from working. And so losing that was hard. I just felt lost, completely lost. and just had no idea who I was. Um, and then the other thing, I was fired for good reason. Um, I was caught drinking on the job. And that was hard. Um, and so that just kind of, it was as if overnight, everything had completely changed. Um, I developed severe social anxiety. Uh, like you said, I started struggling communicating verbal communication but also written communication just words were very hard for me uh, i isolated myself quite a bit um, i started stimming a lot uh, i'm on the autism spectrum so that's probably somehow related to that but i have like vocal stims or i like shake my hand or my head would twitch um but yeah uh, losing words was probably the hardest thing for me and one of those reasons is because i had wanted to be a writer, uh, a children's writer. I wanted. I was an aspiring picture book writer, and uh, I kind of just couldn't write anymore. I just I take a pen to paper, and just nothing would come out. Um, but little did I know that this actually ended up being a big blessing. Um, I struggled quite a bit until about October 2015, and I love telling this story every time. <laughs> like, I came across a Facebook post of this little boy named Nathaniel. Um, he was four years old at the time. And, uh, you know, I was just really inspired by this post. In the post, it was, I think his his mom, she was a single mom at the time. They were looking for some type of medical equipment, something to help that they couldn't financially afford that insurance wouldn't cover. Um, and so I, I just, I looked at that and then I, I learned, I went to his mom and I just kind of learned more about their story. And you know it's hard. Uh, you know he would he had a traumatic brain injury and Lennox-Gastaut syndrome, uh, which is a severe form of epilepsy, and he could have up to 30 seizures a day. Uh, and then he also had like gross motor delays, fine motor delays, uh, hypotonia. I think that's pronounced correctly. Speech delays, and you know they have to go back and forth from appointments all the time to like physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and you know, I mean, no wonder they were they were struggling. Um, but just sorry, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I just I found a lot of hope through their story, and it inspired me to keep fighting because you know if I was struggling just to get through the day, let alone yeah. And here's this kid, and I could see, you know, this. I just loved the picture of him. He was wearing his little helmet because uh, he would have drop seizures, so he had to have a, a helmet. He was just smiling from ear to ear, and you could just tell, and you could hear, like in the post, and when talking with his mom, just that they're able to find joy in these small moments. Damn. And it just, it really inspired me to keep finding, fighting, because if I'm struggling this hard, uh, you know, there, there is hope that someone else that's struggling with these kind of things. Yes. Uh, I feel like you can get through anything with when you Amen. stories and you see them overcome this kind of stuff and live with it, you can overcome anything. So I just became really passionate about wanting to share these, these family stories. And so I got the idea at that time to create a music video. Um, you know, I was struggling with words and so I couldn't write anymore. So I got, I was really, uh, becoming very interested and very 
into music. That was sort of a release and therapy for mm -hmm. me. And so I thought, you know what? I'm really inspired by this little kid and what his family has to do. Let's, I can't, I'm unemployed. Um, so I can't really help out financially so much. I couldn't justify that, but you know, what? I really want to show him, you know, what it is that I see in him and just highlight him for like the rock star and the hero that he is. And so I approached his mom. I said, you know, how do you feel about me? And I'll just use pictures and videos from your page. And that's and, how, that's how here's hope project was born. Yeah. That's how it was born. That was the first video I made. Can I show a little clip from Warriors for for baby? It's not Nathaniel, but just a little clip that shows kind of an example of how you do um, what you do. Hang on one yeah, second. Sure. I'm going to okay. see if I can pull this up. Hold on. getting emotional <laughs> and this let uh, me just if i could here but to remind people if you these are our video streams so if you're listening to us anywhere you find podcasts you can go to the goodstufffamily.com and see the video that we're doing but that speaks to me that speaks to me that says here's a repurposed life your life pivoted. It was not easy. We can hear more about it, about addiction and, and all of these demons that you were overcoming, but you pivoted. And now, wait, how many, 142 of those you've done, correct? Does that sound right? I have, I actually, I have no idea. I know that I, the amount of people or the amount of families that I serve right now. And oh no, I know. I see what it is. No, at least 200 probably. I have no idea how many videos I've done, but okay. it's, yes, something. I know. I said 142 stories I wrote down that you're involved in their lives now, right now that you're following. And yeah. it's like a full-time yeah. job. There it is. Yeah. Right. So, so there's the repurposed life. There's the repivoting or the the pivot that we all can relate. I can relate to how many people listening as a reporter for years. And then the contract wasn't renewed because they needed something and they were doing their job. This place that was a blessing, I still count it as a blessing, but it's easier said than done. It kind of, it, it took a bit for me to go, all right, God, how do you turn my walking papers into my permission slip? That's what you were saying that you relate to. So you did in fact do that. Tell me how, tell me how you ended up repurposing and overcoming all of those things you mentioned a, a few minutes ago. Um, well, I just, I found when I created these videos, I found a lot of connection and release. Uh, connection was the biggest thing. I mean, my whole life has pretty much been about connection and not feeling connected to people and really struggling. Um, and when I made these videos, I just felt incredibly connected emotionally with their emotional journey throughout this. And so when I make videos um, and I just look at the pictures and I hear the music, I mean, music is so incredibly powerful, right? Um, and you add video and photos to that and a story, 
it just it really tugs at the heartstrings. At least it did that for me. Um, and so it it was very therapeutic for me to create these videos. And yeah. Oh, I can't hear you. You're muted. <laughs> Sorry, I did that because I'm on the tail end of the cold and I didn't want to cough while oh, you're talking. Okay. Um, is it two years sober now or is it more? It's about two and a half. It'll be three years, August 1st. Okay. Do you mind? And again, if you're listening audio only through our podcast, I'm going to show this video that you created um, that kind of gives us a window into who you are. And it's, uh, it's called, I Believe in You. by and I've been holding everything inside but now I've got nothing left to hide well I'm with you or you but I can see how strong man I'm gonna have to be to do for you it comes so naturally some way you move There's a chance to prove Show all I can do I believe in starting over I can see that your heart is true I believe in good things coming back to you You're the light that lifts me higher So bright you got me through I believe in you Again, thegoodstufffamily.com, who knows how many faces we saw just in that minute or so clip. So many faces of people who don't even know by their example just how many people they're inspiring, including Sarah Jane Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> What's that like when you watch that again here? Uh, it's just, I mean, that's one of the favorite videos that I have made because I was able to communicate so much of myself. Mm -hmm. through that, um, you know, just being honest, I think really for the first time publicly, just saying, look, I've got these problems, I'm really struggling, but you guys get me through this. And so I really believe in you. And I just, I want to show you what it is I see. And so, you know, the pictures and I just was, yeah, I guess trying to 
parallel their journeys with mine. And yes, um, I get that. Yeah. So you get together. We can together. We will. God weaves. Now watch them work. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I want tell me again, because I want to bring in our next guest who's been a friend for a, a lot of years and and he knows as well as anyone that everyone's story matters. But um, walk me through the very real and raw process it took to flip the script, to stop drinking, not just stop drinking and smoking, but everything else that came along where you felt like it was just impossible to find hope before you started the Here's Hope Project. Well, I think actually I reached a point and this happened in 2017. Um, I was doing the Here's Hope Project and I felt so much purpose. I felt like I, now I have a reason to live. I'm here for a reason. Um, but in April 2017, you know, I just, I was a hermit. I was living in the, my cottage and I just wasn't living. I thought in my mind, I thought that I could live through these families and through their stories because I felt so much through that. Um, but it turns out I couldn't. I really, I wanted to get out of the house. And so I, I had this moment where I just prayed and cried. And I was drinking at the time. And I decided, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Um, I need, if God is real, at the time I didn't believe, but I was just, you know, if he's real, I need a sign. I need to know. Uh, so I poured out all my liquor. Uh, I had boxes of wine. I would just drink like a box of wine a day. And so I poured all of that out. And I went outside and I spent for about a week just walking for hours, for like four or five hours. I don't know, just listening to music and just praying, saying, please show me a sign that you are really here because I don't know how to continue on without this. And, you know, I, I got signs. <laughs> um, uh, I was listening to some music and there's this one song called Hello, Hey Seattle. And, you know, the lyrics were like, I'm an old lighthouse and I Sandy, I'm the uh, bottom. What is it? The sandy bottoms of Puget Sound. I live right off of Puget Sound. I'm right off the beach. I live like a block or two away from a lighthouse. Uh, you can see the mountains. There's a lyric. I am the mountaineer. There's a lyric. Uh, I fall asleep in hospital parking lots. I was hospitalized at that point there shortly after that. So I just started seeing signs everywhere. Um, unfortunately, it sent me into a psychotic episode. Um, to where I really started thinking I was part of a prophecy and or a lot of different prophecies. Um, so it really, really started going downhill at that point. Um, and I'm trying to think, yeah, my mind is drawing a blank right now from, uh, from that moment for some reason. Right. I, you, I wrote down suicide, depression. Oh, yeah. Like you said, this spiritual, it's real spiritual warfare almost. It's a real thing. And I know people listening to this go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. But what yeah. was it? What was it that allows you to sit here today and make all of these videos? What was it? You, I put your quote up there because I loved it. I had this moment where I just prayed and I cried. Sometimes that's all we have sometimes right? And are you really here? Where did you get, when did you finally get the answer that he is in fact here for you? Well, I think I really struggled in 2017 and 2018 because I had this psychotic episode. I was in psychosis. Mm -hmm. I really struggled trying to figure out, you know, what's real, what is real about God and what may be just in my head. Um, mm -hmm. So I struggled with that a lot through 2018, especially 2018 was the hardest year of my life. Um, mm -hmm. But 
Yeah. Uh, so hold on. What was the question? Cause I had, Oh, I said, what was it when you finally found them? Cause I noticed the videos that you show of these kids and families, their shirts, the kids that are sick and worrying on have all of this inspiration on their shirts about God and how, um, this is how they are able to warrior on. So what I'm curious, what was it for you, for everyone listening? He's like, Oh, I'm so there. I need, I need that breakthrough. What was it finally for you? Um, that made you flip the script and put that stuff behind you. Or I imagine it's it's probably too simple. It's probably a struggle every not a it's a one step at a time every day. That's what it is for for me. But what was it? Can you do that defining moment where you felt like a relationship with with God in in all of this? Yes, I would say the strongest moment for me uh, was sometime in 2018. Uh, I can't remember when, but I was scheduled to go to uh, lunch into church with a friend. Um, that she was actually my sponsor at the time. Um, and I was so depressed that day. I could barely get out of bed. And I remember just thinking like, I, I can't do this. I need to cancel. Um, but then I had this moment where I was like, you know, struggling, you know, I could either sit here in bed or maybe, maybe going to church will actually be the best place for me to go. Maybe I'll find some inspiration or hope, or maybe something will be said. Right. And so I, somehow I, got the strength. I got in the car, drove there, met my friend, got into service, service started. And I just wasn't there. Um, cause now in my head, I was thinking, you know, well, after this, I told my friend I'd go to lunch. How am I going to do that? I can, you know, barely stand up straight. And I wasn't listening to anything that was going on with service. I was completely stuck in my head and about 10 to 15 minutes into that. I was just listening to myself speak and realizing like, I'm not headed anywhere, but down. Um, and so I had this moment where, and I must've said this a hundred times before, but this moment is when it really changed. Uh, it was, you know, I, I don't know how to keep going with this. I really like, I feel like a skeleton trying to climb a mountain right now. I'm exhausted. I can't move on. Like if I'm going to move on, it's going to be through you. Like I need you right now. <laughs> like, and then a minute after that, I just, I heard myself say, you know, all you have to do is be in this moment. You know, forget about lunch, forget about any five, 10 minutes from now, just be here and take the next best step and then trust that God has the rest and that he will carry you through it. And in that moment, I heard myself say that and I let go, I took this deep breath and I was just there and yes. it, I felt this release and mm. I felt, stronger and like like I went to lunch with my friend no problem and I'm driving home and I have this moment in the car that I'll always remember um you know thinking like whoa what just happened right I feel physically lighter I feel like I'm gonna be okay I'm in a good mood now everything is lifted I you know I just had this moment where I really realized like how strong faith can be how it can change you and how strong it can make you. And when you really trust that God has the rest and you hand things over to him, life is so much easier. <laughs> let me tell you, it really is when you let go. Yes. And there it is, my friend. You talked about writing a book someday. There you go. Like I can't take notes fast enough. And I hope anyone within earshot of this is inspired by you as much as I am. And I, I'm putting this, uh, cr this crawl up there. So you told me this, that now you have faith in his plans for you. You feel so blessed. 
And so it doesn't mean that everything is like our friend Bob Goff says, rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> no, no, nah, not at all. But I, mean, I love it. And it's, I mean, it's not like I had this moment and then suddenly had it all together, didn't still struggle. I know my favorite verse is 2 Corinthians 12, 9, I think is uh, only when you are weak can everything be done completely by my power. And I must, I say that verse to me all the time. It always comes out because I struggle with extreme anxiety as mm -hmm. I've told you and, you know, sure. and depression. And so I'll just, I'll tell myself that and remind myself and just put myself in the moment and say, you know what, this is all I have to do now is be here. And then yes. trust the universe and that God has my back and we're going to be okay. And it really does change things. It helps. There it it may not get rid of it completely, but it most definitely helps. Yeah. When we talked about anxiety, we, um, you and I, we the first verse I ever committed to memory years ago was Philippians 4, 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. It's right there. And it ends with, and the peace of God will protect your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus but not the peace that surpasses all understanding is what it happened. It happened for you. Like you're like, what happened? It, it surpassed all understanding. And I think there's a reason that Paul said, protect our hearts and our minds instead of just, we'll protect you because our hearts and our minds are so different. Your heart was saying, I want out of this. I want to be free, but your mind kept saying, no, you can't, you can't. And sure enough, that's your testimony that you found that he protected your heart and your mind. Yeah. And you learn through that too, that as hard as things are to go through, doors start opening after that. Woo, yes, Lord. Yes. Uh, you really, and I'm, I'm not grateful for the pain, <laughs> but I'm very grateful for the two tools that I gained uh, just in terms of my mental health and managing it that I gained through that. And yep. also what became of it, what happened after it. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, Sarah Jane Walsh. She has the Here's Hope Project. You can find her um, on Facebook is where I found her. But there you go. Here's Hope Project. And I want I'm keeping an eye on the time. So I also want to bring in because it just occurred to me today as I was setting this up. If God weaves and we watch him work, which I've seen over and over, my friend Mark Merlihan popped into my head because he has his own story that he pivoted and now has been such a, a, a positive force for so many other people who are, who are um, working to overcome addiction. Hi, Mark. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hey. Okay. So um, I need to get rid of Sarah. This is not Sarah. It says Sarah under there. This is our friend, Mark Merlihan. So here, let's put this up. There you go. So Mark, um, you have your own story um, of how you came to find Christ. Tell us, would you? Sure. Uh, well, I came out of uh, a large family. Uh, there was uh, dysfunction in my home as I was raised. Um, my father was an alcoholic. Uh, I'm one of 12 kids. I'm the ninth in the 12. Um, I, my, my childhood, I thought, was good. Um, but it wasn't until later that I realized just how dysfunctional it was. Um, I started uh, drinking in eighth grade. And, um, that's when my dad and I really started getting into it. Um, and we really tore up that relationship and I ended up, um, working at a place where, uh, in Detroit, where, uh, two guys would bring their Bibles to work every day and I could see they had joy. They had peace. 
So they would share the word and the gospel with me. And I ended up, um, to make a short story really long, uh, ended up uh, coming to faith in Christ. Uh, then they suggested I go to a rehab center, which I did. Um, and that was a year long. I graduated that rehab center. And uh, then I actually moved out to California uh, a while back after that. And things got even worse. Um, the old devil came back in and 10 times worse. So I ended up um, moving from California to Oregon. And it was in Oregon that I had rededicated my life. Uh, I knew that this guy I was working with at a lumber yard was a Christian. And I started talking to him about it. And I didn't think God wanted me back, to be honest with you. And he said, no, that's the furthest from the truth. And that was in 1988. Um, I left uh, Oregon in 1980, uh, I'm sorry, 1991 to move back home to help my brother own a greenhouse business and open up that. And then um, in 1998, um, I got licensed or, and ordained as a minister. So 10 years after I rededicated my life, um, when I had moved to Ohio uh, in 1996, was ordained in 1998, and I got married in 1999. I have uh, since uh, been an associate pastor at a couple of churches, and I also was still in the marketplace. And the crazy thing is every job I had from marketing to printing to uh, associate pastorate prepared me for the job that I'm in now. And spoiler alert, I'm already crawling it at the bottom down there. You ended up starting the Alpha House of Cedar Hills in Northeast Ohio. So it it is the place where people can go to recover after the actual, it's faith-based detox recovery, correct? Yeah, they go through detox first, and then they come to us. And um, I'm partnered with the Alpha House organization and we're located, our, our, our facility is called Cedar Hills. And so we call the program the Alpha House at Cedar Hills. And um, it's a combination of both clinical, um, where we have psychiatrists and we have clinicians. And our residents see them Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. until noon every day. Then they come back to the residence hall here and that's where they get the spiritual side. So they get both sides. We believe in both the science and the spiritual side. And we believe that God created science. He is omniscient and the word science is in there. So um, we believe that hitting it from both ends can only benefit the candidate and our resident. And um, we've seen... Um, we have seen it work both from a clinician side and a spiritual side. It's it's one thing if they can get through the clinician side of it, the um, the traumas, the PTSDs and all of those things that uh, you were just talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. But when you add the spiritual side on top of it, mm -hmm. it it's like a salve. Yes, that's the word I've used. Yes, go, on, preach. On top of all the pain and the hurt. Yes. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't leave scars, but the scars are a, are a reminder of the healing power 
of the spiritual side. And that's, that's a relationship with Jesus Christ. So, you know, I went through addiction myself. I understand it. I was trying to open up a facility in another town and it just so happened. One of the guys that I had contracted to come in and, um, look at that and rehab that building said, I own this property out here. And I, and the city said, no, we're not going to accept this. We're you're shutting down. And he says, well, I own property on the East side. And it turns out I come out here. It's unbelievable. It's on over 200 acres of which we have uh, 56 acres of that. And there, it used to be an old retreat and conference center from the Episcopal church. Mm -hmm. And you can feel the prayers that have saturated the ground here. I remember, I remember when you were just coming onto this and you said, oh my gosh, this has to be God. It has to be God. So I want to thank you a thousand times on the fly today of uh, agreeing to be here. I'm going to pull Sarah back up. So when you heard Sarah's story, like you're, you can relate. These are two people y'all who have been through it and are currently um, killing it kicking, kicking butt and taking names, if you will. And, 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 and using your story for his glory and people are, I know you're, here's this Sarah Jane who said she has anxiety. She she just gave a speech at her church. We had a little clip of it, but I'm keeping an eye on the time, but yes, yes, yes. Look at your potential. And it only came from having been down to your knees. So you both inspire me so much. I hope that anyone listening to this, whatever you're up against, whether it's addiction or whatever it is that's on your heart, your what we call really God, really moments to be still and know that he's God and wait for those aha moments. Don't be too still. We have to take one step at a time. But I believe that he guides us uh, a lamp unto our feet, right, Pastor Mark? A lamp unto our feet. Not a spotlight. Here you go. This is, but this lamp. So please take the next best step because God needs you. That's how I feel he is um, speaking to me about the two of you. So I love you so much. God bless you. And don't forget Sarah Jane Walsh, Here's Hope Project, and Pastor Mark Merlihan at the Alpha House at Cedar Hills in Northeast Ohio. Thank you so much, you guys. I sure do love you. And I appreciate the time too, because I know um, nowadays, especially you guys are are doing so much. So it's not lost on me, the, the value of having you here. And I hope that exponentially we're able to watch how God weaves and then watch him work. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. has been a grassroots good stuff family production big love and gratitude to our friend carlos jones who is the talented voice and creator behind this music that sets the tone for these good stuff stories huge gratitude and love as well for our social media director she is danielle folk and is consistently going above and beyond follow her at farmhouse storyteller and to the producer my travi the glue that holds together the moving parts of this God-inspired endeavor. TheGoodStuffFamily.com is where you'll find links for all the things we're doing, including how to be a sponsor of a story. So grateful for our faithful sponsors who have already made so much of what we do possible. And of course, big love and gratitude for you, the listeners, 
helping to grow this Good Stuff Family Tree 2023. Welcome to the family.